we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 25th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. How was your weekend? Uh, healthy to life. Um, weekend was good. Um, fairly uneventful. Still dealing with a, a puppy, which is taxing. Uh huh. Didn't get much sleep last night, partly because of that. But uh -huh. other than that, yeah, pretty good. Fairly uneventful. Really? Of all things that happened this weekend, you say uneventful. My goodness. Uneventful is the least of the words that I would have used. Yeah, but in my in my circle, it, it was uneventful. Okay, that's fair enough. You guys didn't have a protest in your town? Nah. No? Well, I mean, not to be really anything to protest here. Well, yeah, I was going to say the last time there was something to protest. I mean, there was a there was a there was iron pulled on the uh, the councilman, and well, that was about the end, or, or the mayor or something, and that was about the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. council member, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. I want to talk about the uh, the protests that happened uh, across the world, not just uh, not just in Europe over the weekend, but uh, across the world. I want to talk about that because even to my surprise, even the U.S. participated, and uh, we've still got video coming in from several different places. And uh, I was I was quite shocked. Hey, at least we're there, right? At least we're there. It's better late than never. At least we're there. We're not putting up the same kind of numbers the Europeans are putting up, but um, at least we're there. Uh, but we'll talk about that shortly. I want to talk today about controlled opposition, shall we say. That, that's what I want to start with. Let's talk about, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if I can do this with a, uh, with a straight face or not, but um, I want to talk about the, uh, the Patriot Front. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, the group of feds <laughs> that are dressed like, dressed like um, uh, grassroots movements uh, people with, uh, with uh, brown tack pants on. And uh, blue jackets with like whatever on the side of I mean, hell, you guys are already dressed like feds anyway. Literally, all they did was change the lettering on their outfits. That's all they did. That That's literally all they did. But they're running around with like these white. Um, what, what is that like? Is that is that like a handkerchief or something? Is that is that something that uh, you it, guys like? It looks around? like it's actually a it looks like it's actually a white balclava because oh. it, it does look like it okay. fits underneath well, there. My next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next guess would have been uh, one of those things like race car drivers wear. You know the, you know, for the to keep the, yeah, yeah, you know, the mm -hmm. flame retardant thing. You know, to keep the fire yeah, off yeah. them. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and it then does of course, look like that. yeah, and then of course they've got their uh, their aviator sunglasses uh, to go over top of that, which that doesn't scream fed or anything. That not at all, not not at all. Uh, and then of course each one of them wear a hat, uh, so you can't see their faces or anything like that. And it's but uh, this is um, this is not uh, this is not convincing at all at all whatsoever. This is this is like kitty college stuff. The, these fools. You guys can't even do a good enough job at this. Hell, at least when you had uh, a bunch of uh, lunatics like the Nazis arise, at least they were intimidating. Who the hell are you people? I mean, for God's sake, and if you think that I'm making fun of you, you're damn right I'm making fun of you. This is laughable. This is laughable. Who are you going to get involved in this? What, some of those Q morons? You're going to get some of those people wound up into this? For God's sake. Could you even try 
Could, could you even halfway try to be convincing? The video, the video that they put out, oh God, it's just, it's disgusting, but we'll play it. All right, here it is. Life, liberty, victory. Life, liberty, victory. Check it out. Damn, That's son, that take. might be a cut. That's yeah. a good take right there. See f***ing high, let's f***ing go. I can see that now that it's over. I want to have my finger on that's not even halfway convincing. That's that's disgusting, is what that is. If that if that is indeed if that is indeed, let's just say for the sake of argument, that that's just putting all this aside. Let's just say that that's legitimate. That right there, if that was legitimate, that would be all over the mainstream media. That right there, if it's floating around on the internet for people to freely see, that would be all over CNN. That because they watch all that stuff, they watch all they see all the same stuff we see. They're not stupid. They just run the information the other direction, thinking that you're not intelligent enough to make the reasonable assumption that there is a difference in information. If that was legitimate, it would be on all the mainstream press. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, the New York Times would be running a hit piece. You'd never hear the end of it. That would be constant. That would be a, a, a looped video that you would never be able to get out of your head. It would be on every channel everywhere saying you see this you see this this is what this is what trump does this right here this is what people that are against uh, vaccines do this right here these are racist blah 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 they're not reporting on it why because they know exactly what it is that's why it's not even halfway convincing no the the other thing is uh, which you, you we didn't play here but the 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 initial part of the speech that they gave there the 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 wordage they used in that speech was it it was not reminisce of a conservative grassroots militia group or whatever. The wordage they used uh, was your typical buzzwords for the left collective and, uh, you know, collective freedom, I think, is one of the words they used. It doesn't ring true to the, the kind of wordage that would be used by uh, if that were a real group that no, that, that's feds that 100 percent. And the other thing. If that were a real legitimate video, uh, when they cut and then uh, the, the last bit that we played was supposedly after the cut, uh, there's free software out there that you can use to, to edit that video. You would have edited the video. Hell, you don't even have to have software. Most uh, recording devices have some way for you to edit a clip to cut that out. That wouldn't have been in the, the final take. This is clearly and obviously a setup. This is fed. They're feds. Of course they're feds. The, like, the whole thing, when, when you see them, when you saw them at the, um, I, I don't know if they were there in D.C. yesterday, but they were there the day before at the March for Life rally, how they were being protected by the D.C. police. What, what's what's the problem? I, I've never seen I've never seen a group yeah. of uh, <clears throat> grassroots protesters need to be, needing to be protected who are hiding all of their identities. I've never seen them need to be protected by police, D.C. police. Yeah. Why are they, why are they like they formed a line and a perimeter around them? Yeah, from who? Around them. Like from they, who? they encircled you're at a march the for life rally. Of them. You're, you're at a yeah. march for life rally. That's a peaceful protest. They're not going to do anything to you. Yeah, that was uh, again another example of this is blatantly obvious. I mean, it, it, for all we know, it's the same guys that we've seen at the the the, the last rally, all sitting around in their polos and aviator glasses. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, it's the same people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have to think, OK, the police make sense to me now, now that I think on it. The reason that they had the police there is because I bet some of them were probably carrying as in like, you know, their service pistols. And and some of them probably are already either they are full blown federal agents or they're informants. 
and they're being put up there to do that. And so people will take their their handkerchiefs or their, whatever it is they got on their faces. They'll take that off of them uh, and they'll say that people will start screaming feds and then they'll be uncovered and the whole thing will be blown. But it's not even convincing. That's the point. It's, it's just not even convincing. The whole thing feels like it's a, a, a hoax, a, a prank, a, a bad joke, maybe. Like it's it's not even it's it's laughable. It's not it's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's sad is what it is. It shows the desperation of the establishment is what it does. It just shows that they're out there and they're trying to discredit any type of real movement that pops up and goes against their agenda. How many pranks or jokes do you know get police escorts? It's a good point. That is a really good point. There was a lot of protests over the weekend, but uh, I, I want to talk about uh, and th- this. This just goes to the point. They're not showing this group, this Patriot Front. I, I th- that is their name, right? Patriot Front. Uh, I think so. Yeah. OK. Everybody, at least that's in the know, already knows that these people are feds anyway. So stay the hell away from them. Actually, Patriot Front, that's a uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. OK, well, that would make sense, too. Supposedly the Patriot Front, supposedly. Oh, excuse me. The Southern Poverty Law Center has an article on them. My bad. I, I misread that. They have an article on them talking about how they're white, a white nationalist hate group that supposedly broke off of the Vanguard America after the uh-huh. Unite the Right rally. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. OK, well, anyway, I, I, I'm not even going to pay attention to any of these the, these fools that they've got out there, the, these paid group of hacks or these feds that are running these groups. That That's that's shameful. Just stay the hell away from those people. Don't get sucked in by that that nonsense. It's like the Q garbage. Don't get sucked in by that. Do you, do you remember the whole thing? Yeah, the whole Q thing. I'll trust the plan. Trust. Plan. Imagine trusting a plan you don't, that you don't even know what it is. I, imagine that. Imagine trusting in a plan that you don't even understand. I, imagine the, the craziness of that. Trust the plan. How's that working out for us? How's that worked out for us? Has that been good? Now, I think you got a lot of well-meaning people sucked up into that. Uh, And at the same time, it also proved to be a medium to where, well, it did kind of make some people think. So I can't say that it was all bad in that respect. At least it got some people, you know, it was fine. It was kind of fun. It was kind of cute. You got some of the uh, suburban America involved in it. It wasn't too bad. But the mainstream media, again, they're ignoring all this, um, uh, this stuff that's going on with the protest movement across uh, across Europe. But my point is, starting with the, this uh, this group of feds, they want to try and throw groups in there to discredit the entire movement, that being one of them. So let's look at what the mainstream media tried to do with damage control at the D.C. rally on Sunday. Having me, um, to be honest, it kind of feels like the twilight zone because we know that vaccine mandates work. Um, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, vaccine mandates have been around probably since the, the mid-19th century when we first had mandates um, for smallpox. They've been around uh, in, in most schools or uh, since the 1970s. Um, they were upheld by the Supreme Court in 1905. And we know that vaccine mandates are going to save lives, many right. lives. We, we sure. see the data already, the differences between people who are unvaccinated uh, and vaccinated in terms of hospitalization rates uh, and death rates. And we know that being vaccinated um, is uh, uh, incredibly important to ending this pandemic. Right. Um, yes, I, yes. I just think it's important for your viewers to understand that these mandates are about keeping workplaces safe, keep, keeping businesses safe. And, um, you know, no one has the right to infect somebody else. So that's why, you know, these public health measures are incredibly important. I will say that uh, the legal challenges that have fallen, you know, over the last uh, few months in terms of the federal mandate and the business mandate are really quite unfortunate because they're going to lead to the pandemic being prolonged. 
Yeah, yeah. I I can't tell you how how concerned I am uh, to to see to see someone on the mainstream media voicing their opinion about how no one has the right to infect anyone else. You know something? I'm half tempted to want to agree with you because I get really angry every year whenever I get sick and I think to myself, why didn't you stay home? Now, I was a little upset about that, you know, because it kind of ruined me for the next 10 days that I had to put up with it. But no one, ha- I'm sorry, no, no one has a right to infect anyone else. That ball plays both sides of the court, lady. No one has a right to tell you that you can forcibly take a medical treatment against your will. Uh, I'm sorry, it, it plays both ways here. You, you can't just have it one way. She's, she's talking like it's a one-way street. It's not. It is certainly not. Well, even even sticking to the um, uh, you don't have the right to infect people. Actually, I disagree. You you absolutely do have the right to infect people because you have the right to travel. If you have the right to travel, well, then that that it's on you at that point on whether or not you take the risks of traveling full well, knowing that, you know, uh, disease is one of the potentials. That's that's kind of one of the uh, risks that we uh, share every day with every other human being when you go out in public. That's just a a, a risk we take. You know, that's why we have practices and policies of, you know, typically we have our own bubbles, you know, that you kind of stay in your own bubble. You wash your hands, um, you know, those those kind of basic things that we have. Those are kind of why we have them in place, because it helps keep things sanitary. It's it's a non-argument. Uh, honestly, the, the, the what they're pulling out, it doesn't hold water in the Western world because the entire Western world has a freedom of travel law or right. So I'm not going to sit here and be hung up on that kind of nonsense all day long. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I want to get to what happened in Europe over the weekend. Big, big turnout uh, across the continent over the weekend. Of course, if you're watching mainstream media, you're not going to hear any of that, are you? As a matter of fact, when we were going through all the videos, and that's actually why we got a really late start today, but everything that happened over the weekend, none of that's reported in the news. The mainstream media decided to pick it up just a little bit. They said, "Um, yeah, uh, uh, there's a few hundred protesters out there. A few hundred? Do you people need eyeglasses? Of course, I I can't expect you to actually do your jobs at this point because, well, quite frankly, uh, a lot of the protests that were happening were taking place out in front of your office buildings. So God forbid we stick a camera out the front door and have a look. No, we can't do that. What did I say on yesterday's podcast? The revolution will not be televised. It will be live and it will be on select platforms only. If you want to watch what is happening, you need to be tuned in to the right platforms. Now, whether that's listening to us or someone else doesn't matter. Quite frankly, I don't care as long as everybody's involved and everybody can see what's going on, what's happening in real time. We're living history in real time. Man, this is so exciting just to be here at this point in history. Bruce was telling me before we started, we were looking through all these videos of all these countries, all these countries, the the, the massive turnouts. And Bruce said, never before have we seen people around the globe united like this. We've never seen this. And just what little bit of history that I know, I mean, I consider myself a novice when it comes to history. I find it fascinating. But what little bit I know, looking back through history, I've never seen anything like this. I've never read about anything like this. Maybe there are things and it's eluded me. Or maybe I haven't read it yet, but I haven't seen anything like this. I've never read about anything like this. European countries are rolling back restrictions. I, I, I thought people loved the restrictions. I thought people wanted them. Oh, people love the COVID pass. People love the lockdowns. People love the, uh, the mandatory vaccinations. People love being excluded from society. I thought you loved them. Well, why, why are you rolling them back? Hell, this was a global killer. 
a few days ago. I mean, you you had to you had to worry about uh, everything as far as what what happened to the boosters. Where where did that go? Everybody, oh, we're going to start rolling out boosters. We've got to change the definition of uh, a fully vaccinated. Which, by the way, they um, they just did that in the U.S. That now includes a booster. By the way, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky over the weekend said, "Yeah, um, we need to change our definition. Uh, it needs to be a rolling definition of uh, a fully vaccinated, based on the the current set of circumstances." Of course, uh, you understand, yeah, you, you understand. Major economies in Europe have begun rolling back restrictions put in place last month in response to a spike in COVID nineteen cases and hospitalizations caused by the Omicron variant. Um, we went over those spikes. A goodly percentage of those spikes are not coming from unvaccinated people. In the UK, which is frequently served as a bellwether of renewed surges for the United States, people will no longer have to wear masks in public or present proof of vaccination to enter venues and businesses such as restaurants and pubs starting next Thursday. People will also no longer be made to work from home. That's kind of strange. And then, of course, the uh, the school system came out today and said that, uh, yeah, we're still going to keep the mask mandates in place. Oh, they're going to keep them in certain places, in certain pockets. You're still going to have pockets of resistance in there. They're not going to let up on it like you think they're going to let up on it. They're not going to give you your lives back. Historically, name one time in human history where any governmental body or authority explain to me one time where they have ever cracked down even half as much as they've cracked down under COVID, where they've voluntarily relinquished the power that they have wrongfully taken from the citizenry. It's never happened. I don't intend for it to start now. So a lot of these European countries are rolling back. The Austrians, however, are doubling down. The Germans are doubling down. The Italians, I think, are moving ahead with their, uh, well, they've already got their super green pass is whatever they call it, which a green pass, that's not good enough anymore. Now you need the super green pass. Uh, you you got to have that. The Swiss, they're not letting up on anything. The Belgians, they're not letting up. The Dutch, they're not letting up. So what are we talking about here? What, 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 are we, what are we even discussing here? I don't think anything's been solved, quite frankly. And more to that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you roll back all these restrictions to the time that they didn't even exist, as in back to the, the era of normality. I don't care if you roll back all the way to that point. You're not listening the people in government, you're not in the bureaucracy, you're not listening. People's rights, as I said yesterday, people's rights have been violated. The very foundation of Western civilization has been violated. You have destroyed people's lives. You've stolen generations of wealth and prosperity from people. You've ruined their family businesses. You've taken people's homes. You've caused people so much stress and anxiety that they've killed themselves or they're now addicted to alcohol or drugs or, or anxiety medication. And you think that just rolling back on this stuff is, is going to make that right? That's what you think? No, 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 no. It's more than that. It's not as simple as getting rid of COVID. You've crossed the line already. There's no going back for you. Justice will be served and it will be done accordingly in a court of law. And that day is coming. So you can roll restrictions back to the era of pre-COVID, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. You can go all the way back to that time. But make no mistake, you will be held to account for this. I said this at the very beginning when you started locking things down and you started stealing people's businesses away from them. I said very clearly, you bastards are going to pay for this. And you are. You are going to pay for this legally in a court of law. And there are millions of upon millions of good, patriotic men and women in the streets across the world, 
peacefully calling for your arrest. And that's how it has to be. And that's how it's going to be. Bruce, your thoughts on the uh, the turnouts we saw over the uh, the weekend? I was uh, quite impressed with um, many of the turnouts. Um, uh, many of the countries they they had quite a few. Um, not the the quite a few that the media was saying, but quite a few is in thousands, tens of thousands, even. Most of the reporting we were seeing on on this uh, that I could find was all um, the uh, handful of of. Antifa members that were clashing with law enforcement. That's yeah. all the media ran with. That's what they, they, they didn't. With, yeah. yeah, they didn't. They didn't show the peaceful protests that were going on. Antifa wasn't even involved in the peaceful protests. They were off somewhere else in a, another location with all the media uh, present getting their, um, you know, footage. I, I will say I'm slightly disappointed in the turnout in some of the locations here in the U.S. You, you guys were out America to buy european nations hell brazil outdid pretty much everybody i think yeah they doubted uh, they, the they had something quite fair yeah quite they frankly, had something they, like well five you know million. maybe 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 to be fair maybe if you take all of the western nations if you take uh if you take the americans the canadians uh the the european countries the australians the new zealanders if you take them and we lump everybody into one over the weekend i think we got it i, I think we got it yeah I I, I I could go with that. Yeah, I I could say we probably. Uh, but as far as one nation, that, sure. As far as one nation, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I think the Brazilians got everybody beat. Yeah, they 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 beat everybody on that one. I I, I think it's encouraging all of this. Uh, I I think it's um that you're seeing light at the end of the tunnel in this. I'm I'm concerned though that the governments that are pulling back and saying, uh, okay, we're going to lift the restrictions, we're going to lift. I'm concerned that is just. They're they're just trying to I don't know. Uh, what's they're releasing some pressure. Um, that's all they're doing. Yes. They're releasing some pressure. Yes, they're hitting yeah. the check valve. They're they're that's all they're doing, and they're they're going to divert to something else, and they're going to continue doing the same nonsense they were doing. It's just it's going to be from a different perspective, a different direction. I think onto the scene now will come economic warfare. I think that's their next play is exactly that. Look at the Russian stock exchange today. It's down by, I want to say, uh, 27 points. I think they're down today. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, 17 percent. Their their stock market's plunging. And then, of course, the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq in the U.S., they're starting to take a dip. European markets are closed. Uh, so there's not uh, they, they started to take a dip in the U.S. today before, after the European markets shut down. So uh, I think there was like maybe an hour's worth in there that the Europeans could uh, could deal with. But they'll open in the, in the negative tomorrow morning, probably due to the Russian market. But you notice that they're now stirring up the uh, they're stirring up some kind of nonsense over there in the Ukraine. We're pulling our diplomats. The U.K., they're pulling their diplomats. And the Ukrainians came out today and said, what are you guys doing? What, what, what are you doing? There's nothing that's going on here. There's nothing wrong. There's no security risk. There's no security change. Nothing's changed since last year. The Russian buildup on the Ukrainian border has been happening since last year. Nothing's changed. So what are you guys doing? I think it's a diversion. It's it's 110% a diversion, in my opinion. In my opinion. COVID has failed. And so therefore, it's time for the establishment to switch up. They need to change. They need to move into economic warfare and climate change. They have to pivot. It's time for them to move. COVID is now going to be pushed to the side. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. These people, I don't know what it is about them. They, they're just, they're so terrible at what they do. They like to have their cake and eat it too. 
they're not going to let all the COVID restrictions go. Hell, even Schwab himself, from the start, from the very start, he said, uh, no matter what happens, uh, uh, people have this uh, false idea that we're going back to normality. This is not true. It's never going to happen. And uh, so people should just abandon that idea straight away. The connection has been severed. Okay, so I'm with you, Klaus. I believe you. I, I really do. I believe him when he says that. So I'm not buying this crap that these people are pushing away from these COVID narrative. They might shove it aside for a time. They might dial it back, but they will come back on it later. Case in point, today, today, you had the World Health Organization chief said that Europe is moving towards a pandemic end game. Hans Kluge, the World Health Organization Europe uh, uh, European director, says the continent is moving towards an endgame in the scenario in another sign that Omicron will herald the beginning of the end of the pandemic. But is that really the case? Is that really the case? Because you had the head of the World Health Organization come out a few hours ago and said this. But it's dangerous to assume that Omicron will be the last variant or that we are in the endgame. On the contrary, globally, the conditions are ideal for more variants to emerge. So which is it? Which is it? Are, are we trending out and we're heading to an end game, or to say that we're headed towards an end game is, uh, uh, is false? So which is it? I think, Bruce, you called it back in the middle of summer. There's a civil war going on inside the World Health Organization is the problem. And quite frankly, the World Health Organization is owned lock, stock in two barrels by the Chinese Communist Party anyway. So it's all about whatever they can throw in there as a mix up to begin with. It's all about keeping you confused and keeping you off balance. It's like a rat in a maze looking for a piece of cheese and an exit. You never get either one of them. Yeah, I, I honestly, it makes me think of um, kind of like that. Some of the ideas with martial arts and how martial arts work. Keep your opponent off balance. Mm -hmm. Kind of the it's kind of what it, it feels like it's going on. The The next narrative we've talked about, um, as you said, I, I think the next one is going to be economic warfare. I, I agree. Um, and I think one of the one of the vehicles they're going to use is um, the cyber pandemic, if you will. That I think um, will come after. I, I think that'll come after. They're, they're kind of testing the waters now. You notice we've got services that are going down and you'll have things that are out for a couple of hours, but then they'll come back online. I honestly think that, and, and I think it actually is going to go in this order. We had biological warfare, economic warfare. What comes after economic warfare? Cyber warfare. Uh, well, the reason I say they're going to use it is because they're already using it. There's a few companies that I'm aware of because I know people that work in them. Uh, one of the companies has their uh, payroll uh, system is uh, under ransomware control right now. Um, so they, they have to do everything manually uh, as far as payroll is concerned. Um, I also know of an, another company that's having issues with um, um, some of their inventory systems um, because of ransomware. So it could be that they're just testing it and seeing if they can get away with it in, in these locations. But these are big these are big chains. These are these are national chains here in the U.S. It could just be random hacker groups doing it anyway and just trying to get some money. But I feel like they can use the cyber pandemic to uh, completely interrupt logistics. And uh, for example, one of our ports is uh, almost fully automated, it has a lot of automated trucks and everything. What happened if you just had a ransomware come in and usurp control of that system? You're going to you're going to grind much of the U.S. import to a halt. Well, uh, Bruce, I would say that uh, most of the U.S. import is already at a halt anyway, because we've got 
all those cargo ships that have not been offloaded still. Do <laughs> you know what the administration actually made those cargo ships do? They moved them 50 miles out off the horizon so you can't see them anymore. So we're just going to move them out of the way so you don't you don't see them anymore. We're, we're just going to move them out so of sight. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So they're still there. They're still there. It's just we've moved them 50 miles out on both ends of the coast. Yeah. Uh, and also threaten to find them if they uh, don't. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the shelves, though, Bruce, we, we were at 91 percent uh, pre-pandemic. And then now, I mean, we're only at, we're only at 87 now. So, I mean, we're only a few points off. Uh, but this is what they're going to do now to try and hide the empty shelves. Is that right there? You're going to see shortages in America. It is coming. It is coming. Now, I would I would advise. You know, I know that they're already there, but uh, I, I would advise very strongly to anyone who is able to purchase extra of something that you normally need. Start getting extra now within reason. Make sure that it's something because I know money's tight across the United States because of inflation that it's well, that's transitory, of course. Start getting extra things that you can afford without going into debt. You never want to go into debt when you prep for something, uh, unless, of course, it's in a time where we have uh, an abundance of things uh, and it's a necessary thing, such as, I don't know, um, in this case, I would say uh, firearms, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. That's a justifiable expense, in my opinion, because uh, if all bets are off, then you're not going to care too much about being in debt on something if your life is, a if your life is in danger. So uh, that's that's a, uh, becomes a minute point. But uh, anyway, I think that what they're going to try to do now is they're going to try and stir up this conflict over in Eastern Europe. Now, I don't know what the play is over there. I really don't know. Uh, the only thing that I can suspect at this point is what we have a paper trail that goes back to. As any person that's uh, done any kind of investigations, you go with what you can prove and you follow the paper trail and the evidence that's in front of you. And that's the only thing that we've got is that right there. The only thing that I can surmise is... What happened in the Ukraine under the Obama administration is what the establishment is worried about. Now, I don't know if uh, the Russians behind the scenes, because all these back channels talk, right? Uh, all these back channels talk, whether it's the United States, whether it's uh, Russia, whether it's China, whatever. That's how these people in these intelligence uh, agencies talk to each other. That's how they stave off a lot of these wars and a lot of these conflicts is by back channels talking to each other. That's what they do. They've done that. For, hell, that's why we didn't go to nuclear war with the Soviets was because of the back channels. We had our, our, our intelligence people on both ends preventing nuclear war. That's all it was. That's all that saved us, quite frankly, in my opinion. But nonetheless, I think that uh, the back channels are possibly going back and forth about the little um, how did I put it last week? The pile of bovine excrement that the Obama administration created over in the Ukraine. That was meant to be a cash cow for them. That was meant to be a slush fund, if you will. And it was going to be a private army that they were going to menace the Russians in Eastern Europe with. And it didn't quite work out. It wasn't supposed to happen the way that it did. Donald Trump was not supposed to get elected president of the United States. The entire network that they set up over there with uh, Hillary Clinton, the Podesta brothers, uh, Joe and Hunter Biden, and the whole Burisma gas deal, the oil pipeline that comes out of Russia, goes through Ukraine, that delivers the energy into Europe. None of that was supposed to be compromised, but it is. And of course, you had Zelensky got voted in over Poroshenko. Now, Poroshenko has been brought back and been charged with treason. No, I don't think Poroshenko is guilty of treason. I really don't. I don't know the inner workings of the, the, the country and the government, but I know enough to understand that what these people do to get people out of their way, former heads of state and current heads of state, they'll hang some BS charges over their heads and use the corrupt court systems to have them removed, have them taken out of the game. 
And that's all they're trying to do with Poroshenko. Poroshenko's got 15 years hanging over his head if he's found guilty of treason. I don't think he's guilty at all. I think that whatever they stir up over there, if it goes bad, he's going to squeal. That's the problem. And so they have a vested interest in wanting to uh, keep a lid on that little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that little pile of corruption that they created over there uh, in the Ukraine. And I, and I think that they're maybe they're concerned about it. I don't know. I don't know how the British are tied up in this. I, I don't understand that because the British are following the Americans lead. And I don't understand what that that's all about. I don't see how the French or the Germans are involved in this because they want to sit down and they want to talk and they're going to do that tomorrow. But the Russians, maybe, may, maybe Putin has got some information that uh, if he can get into the country or maybe send operatives in there and get control of that bank that they invested in, maybe he'll be able to use that as leverage. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. But there's something about that country that they created, that network under the uh, under the Obama administration, the State Department with John Kerry. There's something about that country that they don't want the world to see. And I don't know what it is. I, I really don't know what it is. Bruce, you have any thoughts? I mean, because we looked at that pretty heavily back, back uh, during the early days of Trump. You remember when he made a phone call to the Ukrainian prime minister, Zelensky? That's when it all started. Yeah, that's when it uh, all started being exposed. God, there's so much there with the Ukrainian thing. Uh, the corruption was, uh, they created the anti-corruption uh, organization or department or whatever it was. It was uh, uh, under Obama. And that was supposed to root out corruption in the government when, in fact, it was their cash cow. Uh, they were using that uh, basically to strong arm oligarchs to hire their kids uh, and family uh, to uh, board positions or, you know, whatever, do business deals with them or whatever uh, to get money um, and, you know, buy favors and those kind of things. It, it, it happened with Hunter Biden while uh, 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 Joe Biden was vice president. Um, <laughs> there's other politicians that were involved. Carrie, um, uh, let's see, I think it was Losey's kid, I think. Uh, it was John uh, Kerry's. Whatever. It was John Kerry. It was John Kerry's son, and then Joe Biden and and Hunter Biden that were tied up in that thing. I, I don't. That know. was Burisma. That was Burisma. But was her yeah, son? There's was other Pelosi's cash son? cows. There's other cash cows there that there were really? other politicians that were involved in, and many Republican uh, uh, Republicans have. Uh-huh. So both sides now we're getting of the aisle somewhere. have stuff going on. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. Okay, that part I didn't know. All right, now we're getting yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, honestly, I, I, I could definitely see it as uh, Putin wants to get his hands on that. And, uh -huh. and at the same time, it's also a diversion for China. I mean, there, there's there's many things going on there that I, I could see that, you know, Putin's playing both sides of the, the, the game, I think, here. He's playing strong uh, against the Americans because that's typical we've we've been doing that since the cold well, it's war easy it's kind to of do with that the old man in there the ice cream eater it's easy to, for him to do with that yeah yeah but at the same time he's he's benefiting from us like behind the scenes we're uh doing deals and whatnot and uh, so he's not as big and tough as he shows to the world yeah. and he has um, a he has a vested interest to want to sit down in uh in a round table with uh with the french the germans the ukrainians uh, in the Russians, of course, they want to sit down for that because that's going to be their new uh, their new energy deal. Of course, they want to sit down for that. Yeah. So this is all just showboating for that. And then at the same time, though, I don't think Russia wants to sever ties with China. So they're playing nice with China at the same time because, well, uh, let's be honest. Now, uh, hold on. You, you, 
Beijing's yeah. very upset with Bloomberg as of about an hour ago. They're, they're very upset. Beijing's very mad uh, that Bloomberg is running a, uh, according to uh, their foreign minister in China, Bloomberg is running a fake news piece about a rift between China and Russia, and they don't appreciate that. So that that kind of shows that there is a rift there if they're defending it. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of feel like Putin's probably paying, playing the game with uh, China as well to try to stay on their good side. Uh, because let, let, let's be honest, if you're a third party involved in a, in a, like a three-way war and your enemy ends up getting demolished by uh, your other kind of enemy, but you know, you're, you're playing nice as if you're not enemies, you're going to side with whoever wins. So you, you have to stay, you have to stay somewhat, you know, cool with that nation, you know, not, not, not too warm, not too cold. You got to stay kind of on that edge. Well, Russia has actually something to bring to the table here, whereas the Chinese don't. The only thing the Chinese have, and you and I were talking privately about this last night a little bit, the only thing the Chinese have is slave labor. That's all they can bring to the table. They don't have anything to offer. They're, they're trying to do it with the Belt and Road Initiative, but again, they don't have anything to offer. They're out there taking that. They don't have anything tangible within China to offer to the world, as in like a natural resource, a raw material, something. They don't have that. The Russians do. The Russians have oil and natural gas that they can sell to the world, and they can sell it at a premium, uh, and people will buy it. So they, they have something to bring to the table here. You've got the oil fields in eastern Siberia. You've got the natural gas up in uh, uh, up in the north above the uh, the Arctic Circle. You've got their nickel uh, production up in uh, uh, what what the, the hell's the name of that damn place? Uh, Norilsk. It's one of the largest nickel producers in the world, most polluted city in the world, I might add. They've got these things to offer to the world. The Chinese don't have that. So yeah, I think I think Putin does take the center road on this. He plays both sides because he's got something to offer. The Chinese don't, but at the same time, a diversion. So they need a diversion. If Beijing, which I mean, we know that that Biden and company are in the pocket of Beijing. We know that, right? I mean, everybody has to know that at this point. Hell, Fox News, as much as I don't like Fox News, they even did a piece the other day talking about Hunter Biden's involvement in uh, in the Chinese Communist Party, which we already know that anyway. We, we've known about his investments for for quite some time going back. I don't know what the Russians actually have on uh, Hunter Biden, but we know it's something. We've got video of him in a hotel room in Vegas talking about how the Russians stole another laptop from him. I, I've got the video right here. Uh, just but, uh, to add to uh, real quick before we get too far from the Russia thing, there's a lot more that Russia has to offer. I mean, they've got like uh, aluminum, uh, you've got like diamonds, gemstones, those kind of things, gold, uh -huh. iron, coal, uh -huh. uh, steel, yeah, yeah. palladium, yeah, titanium, yeah. magnesium, uranium. I mean, they've got all uh -huh. kinds of stuff that they offer the world uh -huh. and export in large and quantities, the, many of again, those things. Yeah, again. And yeah, exactly. And and again, the Chinese don't have anything to offer. The Chinese, I'll tell you what the Chinese need right now. The Chinese need farmland and they need it fast. They don't have time to wait. Their harvest failed and they're gonna, their people are going to start dying. Uh, there's going to be a massive famine coming in China in the coming days. And so they need to move. So quite frankly, the diversion thing plays. If Putin moves on Ukraine, the West under Biden and, and what's his name, uh, Boris Johnson, they can claim, oh, look, it's an invasion. It's an invasion. They can spin up sending support over to that region. At the same time, we're being pulled away from defending Taiwan. Oh, yeah. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's Taiwan. Do you know Taiwan has the GDP equal to China? Think about that for just a minute. Think about that. Taiwan, that little island nation of Taiwan, has a GDP that is equal to the mainland of China. Oh, the CCP doesn't like that. 
oh, they don't like that at all. That's an embarrassment to them. So they have to pursue the one China policy, you see. <laughs> Taiwan, for those that don't know, Taiwan is what we consider to be Silicon Valley West. You like your refrigerators? You like your freezers? You like your TVs? Uh, you like your smartphones that are made in China? Do, do, do you like all that stuff? Do you like your F-150s? You like your pickup trucks of any kind? I don't care. Do you like your uh, your car with the key fobs, you know, the keyless thing where you push the button? Do you like your sat-navs? All the modern conveniences that we have. You like your vacuum cleaners, everything. The chips that go in all of these devices that I just named and many, many more all come from Taiwan. That's where they're made. In fact, if the Chinese were to take the island nation of Taiwan, we would have to destroy those microchip factories. We would have to destroy them to prevent them falling into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. We would have to destroy them. There's no other option. This is why there is a treaty signed for the United States, Australia, and the Japanese to defend Taiwan. Now, the Japanese, they don't like the Chinese. They, they, they don't like the Chinese. They, they don't like the Russians either. Quite frankly, I think we're the only country they do like. <laughs> Maybe us and a couple others. But um, yeah, they, they don't get along. I mean, if you look back at the Japanese, I mean, Japan's going to be the key. We were having a look at their naval fleet the other day. We'll talk with Marty about this later on in the week. Uh, he's going to be on this week for our roundtable. But um, Japan's got quite an impressive naval fleet, uh, quite impressive, uh, to say the least. But uh, anyway, the reason I think that China is uh, is stirring up this diversion, I think that they're the ones that are responsible for this little this little pile over there in the Ukraine that they're trying to kick up. Why do I say that? Let's take a look at this. The Biden family took thirty one million dollars from the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Huh. I never would have guessed that. Bruce, does that surprise you? Does that shock you? No. Joe Biden's family, Democrat Joe Biden's family, received some $31 million from operatives linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, according to explosive new evidence. The bombshell revelation was uncovered by renowned investigative reporter and best-selling author Peter Schweitzer. Schweitzer revealed the smoking gun find during an interview with Fox News host Mark Levin on Sunday. General Flynn did say that there was major bombshell evidence coming in the next 48 hours, didn't he? I, I don't think they'll care because this is the same no, guy that... Of course they don't uh, care. Yeah, he's, he's been talking about the whole Hunter Biden situation. He's been talking about um, the dealings they were doing in like Latvia, for example. Uh, uh-huh. Where is Hunter Biden anyway? Where, where is he? I haven't seen him That's since all That's a good question. This. That is a good question. I haven't seen him at all mm -hmm. since any of this. Was well, he, he on vacation? Is he in rehab? What's going on? Is he, is he visiting yeah. his Parmesan cheese dealer? What, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, so I was going to say, he's smoking some more Parmesan. <laughs> smoking some Parmesan cheese. Schweitzer says he found a paper trail that exposed the shady deals during in, uh, during investigations for his new book, Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Boy, that's the truth, isn't it? I mean, it's that simple. China comes along and says, um, how would you like to make all kinds of money? And Western elites just say, yeah, sure. And that's the end of it. That's literally all it is. That's as simple as that. Do you know what my price is? I know they say every man has his price. Do you know what my price is? If any member of a communist party comes to me, do you know what my price is? Drop dead. That's my price. That's my price. Just for anybody that's wondering. He told Levin that Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son Hunter was engaged in deals with the Chinese with Chinese Communist Party operatives while his father was serving as both vice president and president. He described the Biden family's business dealings as unprecedented. We did talk about some of Hunter Biden's dealings with uh, with Chinese Communist Party front groups, but it wasn't him directly. He was 
involved with either a foundation or an investment firm, and then that company, who wasn't acting on his behalf, was dealing with a Chinese Communist Party-linked firm. So you can't really directly tie him to it per se, but he did take payments from that company through their business dealings through the CCP. Or am I incorrect? You can you you can actually tie uh, Joe Biden to to this uh, one. this to uh, to all of these because what's happened is he has a joint account with Oh uh, yeah, Hunter that's Biden. right. That's right. I forgot. So and, yeah, and so you can and Hunter, link him to all of this. Right, right. No, you're you're right. And and Hunter had said before that uh, I always have to kick up some of my uh, some of my uh, my my payments to pop. I got to I got mm-hmm. to kick it up to him, or uh, or he gets told make sure you get some of this to the big guy. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is a direct link. Unfortunately, uh huh. Uh, unfortunately. This guy being in there is like the gift that keeps on giving, man. I mean, yeah, it's painful. Well, it's painful to sit there and, <laughs> and watch it. But I mean, my God, where's he been since that press conference? By the way, has anybody seen him? Probably still napping. Uh, that probably took a lot out of him. Uh huh. One of the most startling things that we uncovered is this is according to Schweitzer. One of the most uh, startling things that we uncovered is the simple fact that the Biden family, while he was vice president of the United States and continuing when he became president, received some $31 million from Chinese individuals who are linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And these deals, which we lay out in the book, were carried out by a couple of individuals. One guy is named Shea Feng. Is that the same one that was... Uh, no, that was Fang Fang. I'm sorry, with, with Swalwell. That was Fang yeah, Fang. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden, uh, in the Hunter Biden emails, refers to him as the super chairman. Oh, I don't know if President Xi would like that. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. That's kind of his nickname for him. And he says in one email, I don't believe in the lottery anymore, but I believe in the super chairman. His <laughs> you couldn't make that up. His business partner was the vice minister at the Ministry for State Security. And he was in charge of, among other things, recruiting foreign nationals to spy for China. And he was the head of something called the Number 8 Bureau. It doesn't get any higher than that. These are the sort of individuals that were striking deals with Hunter Biden. In this particular case, Shea Feng happened to help a $20 million deal be secured. And another individual that helped arrange that deal is a guy named Mr. Zhao. Mr. Zhao helped with that $20 million deal. He also sent $5 million to Hunter Biden, and he sent that money from a very interesting business called Harvest Global. According to Schweitzer, Zhao's business partner is the daughter of the former head of the Ministry of State Security. This is really interesting. (laughs) This is the guy who runs the entire spy apparatus from China. Again, it doesn't get any higher than that. And for the life of me, this is unprecedented. I don't know of a time in American history where the American first family has had this kind of financial bond with a foreign intelligence service, particularly a foreign intelligence service, that wants to defeat the United States in global competition. I couldn't agree more, sir. I couldn't agree more. But the question is, what's going to be done about it? With this current uh, system in place, not a thing. That said, we do have midterms coming up. Uh, We do have some states that are correcting their voter ID system, the voting system, um, and, and, and instituting that. On Maybe the state something level. will happen. Yeah, on the state level, sure, possibly. All right. May- maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't what Flynn was talking about. Maybe Flynn was talking about uh, when he says that massive nationwide corruption is about to be exposed. Maybe he was talking about the Ukraine. If you said both parties are involved in it, when he says nationwide corruption, it can't just come from one side. We know the Republicans are just as dirty as the Democrats when it comes to American politics. We know they are. 
We know that all their business dealings are just as bad, if not worse. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, we'll see. Honestly, that is a pretty big bombshell to, to have the sitting president and family doing business with one of our doing business with one of our greatest enemies right now. It is. Um, maybe it is. maybe you would think that would uh, garner some attention from the uh, average person, maybe. I don't know. No, Bruce, they're too busy. They got football. Football's on, right? right. Football's on. Game's on. I'm not, uh, not sure. I think, I think yeah. Football, football's over. Yeah. Oh, fo yeah, football's over. No, there was, or is it? No, uh, wait a minute. Is it playoffs? Yeah, play, uh, playoffs. I think yeah, it's that's playoffs. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Ukraine, uh, the Biden administration says it may not be able to evacuate Americans from the Ukraine uh, if Russia invades. Where have we, <laughs> we heard that? We already knew before? that. Uh, yeah, where we have we heard that? We that, though. Afghanistan. Yeah. The administration said on Sunday that it will not be able to evacuate Americans from the Ukraine uh, as a Russian invasion of the neighboring nation appears imminent. Uh, again, believe me, if I, I would be calling it out if one major nation was going to invade another one. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that. I don't know. But let's see something. The only two countries that are talking about an actual invasion of the Ukraine from Russia are the United States and the United Kingdom. Boris Johnson... And his administration and his cabinet and Biden and his cabinet are the only ones talking about it. Every other country, including the Ukraine, are saying that's not the case. So what's going on? What's going on? To be clear, President Biden has said that military action by Russia could come at any time. The United States government will not be in a position to evacuate American citizens in such a contingency. That was according to a senior State Department official on Sunday during a special briefing via a teleconference. So U.S. citizens currently present in Ukraine should plan accordingly, including by availing themselves of commercial options should they choose to leave the country. But make sure you have your vaccine passport or you're not going to be able to get in the country. Make sure you have that. That's actually um, true, by the way. You, you have to have your vaccine passport ready, though you were saying it in a, in a joking manner. That's still it's that's accurate. I've got my vaccine passports right here. Take a look at it. Yeah. 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 That's my vaccine passport yeah. right there. I know the right, listener yeah. can't I see agree. that, but it's <laughs> my vaccine yeah. passport. I think anybody with a creative enough mind will know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm telling the government they're number one. That's what I'm doing. We always yeah. encourage U.S. citizens to read the travel advisory themselves. Ukraine was just placed on a level four do not travel. By the way, Germany has been on a level four do not travel for what, almost two years now. France is on a level four do not travel. Italy's on a level four. I think most of the European countries. Hell, the U.K. was just placed on a level four do not travel. <laughs> and they're rolling back everything what what the hell's wrong with you idiots do you sit in your offices or your cubicles or whatever with your overpaid overbloated salaries and think about boy how can i just screw everything up today is that what you do while you're stirring your coffee i i i can't imagine that anything other than that goes through these people's heads is boy how am i going to screw people today how am i going to mess with people today how am I going to mess up as much as I can possibly mess up today? Is that what you do at the State Department? Is that is that what you do at the FBI? Is that is that what you do at the uh, in in the administration in the White House at 1600 Pennsylvania? Is that what you do? Cuz I can't I can't seriously think that it's anything else other than that at this point. I I have to agree. Um I would say <laughs> they're intentionally screwing things up. I would say that um you know, the uh, the the narratives they've been pushing, like, for example, uh, putting uh, nations on the, you, you know, don't go there list. It's kind of ironic that the Great Reset, that that whole new agenda says that you won't be traveling more than five kilometers from your home. Isn't it interesting that many of the places that people would travel to 
that are of a, a Western ideology have been placed on that list. Isn't it interesting that uh, they're, they're telling you not to travel there? Of course, uh -huh. then you had the COVID situation where everything was locked down and you weren't allowed to, to travel there, even though you have freedom of travel and the government can't stop you from traveling unless they have the proper uh, warrant paperwork, you know, and accusation that you proof and accusation that you did um, some crime or whatever. I, I honestly, th this, this whole thing with Ukraine, we've seen this going on back years ago. They were doing the same kind of thing. They do the same thing every year. In fact, they move assets around. This is normal procedure for them. That said, uh, it's kind of I think it's kind of a game that, that he's playing. He moves it around and it is like, uh, so, yeah, nothing's going on. This is this is all good. This is just normal. And then that one time he does actually go in and try to take over a country. Or, 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 you know, like Crimea, for example, or yeah, but you know, the art of war is a the art of war is deception, and and Putin's good yeah. at at playing uh, the deceptive game. He's really good at that. So, I, I mean, why wouldn't he at this point? Why wouldn't he do that? Why wouldn't he release? So, because we watch the we watch the Russian disinformation. I mean, I know it's a pun, that's a talking point, and all the rest of that stuff. But uh, there's actually such thing as Russian disinformation, and they've got a lot of these videos that we see moving around of uh, of artillery, moving around of, uh, of military vehicles, moving around of, uh, of Russian troops. We actually watch that stuff. Uh, there are certain places you can go to on the web, you can find it. Uh, and we pay attention to a couple of those things. And uh, and there, I mean, it's it's hard to decipher what's uh, what's real and what's not. Uh, it's very hard to do that because there's so much information to dig through. But um, quite frankly, what we're talking about here, though, is um, uh, it's our best guess looking at all sides of things. That, that's the best we can come up with because we're looking at the, you know, we're watching Russian state media. We're in a unique position here where we have access to that. Uh, we're watching the Russian disinformation people. We're watching the uh, the American mainstream media. We're watching all of that stuff. So it's it's being able to sit down and make an informed decision based on the analysis that you can, you can come up with right off the top of your head, seeing all sides of things. I do know one thing with the Russians, not everything is what it seems. It's never that way. It's never been that way. We were in a cold war with them for, well, quite frankly, I don't think the cold war ever ended, but side issue. But um, anyway, you got anything else on Russia, the Ukraine or anything? I want to spend the last few minutes here on someone very special. I would just uh, reiterate that um, it seems like, uh, as you were saying with uh, Boris and um, Biden being the only two that are really saying, oh, Russia, 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 it seems like they're almost trying to drag us into another cold war. Mm -hmm. Um it, and, and ginning so up they, that fear. So they can blame the economic warfare on something else. They need a scapegoat. Yes. yes. Bruce, how are you feeling today? Health wise? Are you good? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you need a maybe a COVID shot or anything like that? Do you, do you feel like you need a booster or anything? I do actually need some more storage of some COVID vaccines. Yeah. You need some I more vaccines. Need okay. more those. Yeah. I did yeah. hear Walmart's got a sale on some Winchester. Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of different calibers. Or you could, I mean, different uh, doses of, uh, of vaccines you can buy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they're having a sale that, this that, week. Yeah. I could use some more of that just in case then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The efficacy of those are, are really great, I hear. You know, they, they work it's very, very, they work very well. Very, very safe and effective, yes. The uh, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci has made himself prominent once again. He's back in the news to discuss what it means for you to, well, get another booster shot. Because we're five months into the booster campaign in America, right? We're five months in. And, well, because of waning immunity, even according to Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, yeah, you're probably going to need one of these every six months. Yeah, that's that's what he says. You're probably going to need one of these every six months. Hell, the uh, the natural immunity 
has been dropped from six months to three months. So even if you come in contact with any kind of an infectious disease, no matter what it is, according to government decree and bureaucrats like Fauci, you only have immunity for 90 days because he said so. And then you have to go and get a booster shot. So why are we waiting six months is my question. Why are we waiting six months? Why aren't we boosting every three months? Or better yet, as the doctor said to Sajid Javid, or Jarhead as uh, Ned calls him, why don't we just boost everybody every 30 days? When he was talking to the doctor at King's College in London, why don't we just do that? This is Dr. Fauci on ABC on the new underscoring of vaccine effectiveness. What about the next booster shot? For a substantial part of the population, they're now moving into the fifth month of their booster. So does it lose its effectiveness and how soon should they get another one if that's your advice? Tell us, doctor, give us your advice. Well, the answer, Margaret, honestly, is that we don't know because we don't know the durability of protection for, from the third shot boost of an mRNA and the second shot boost of a J&J. Certainly, you, you are going to see the antibody levels go down. That's natural. But there's an element of the immune response, B cell memory and T cell responses, where even though you do see a diminution of antibody levels, it is quite uh-huh. conceivable and I hope it's true that the third shot boost will give a much greater durability of protection. We're following that very carefully. And when I say protection, Martha, I mean protection against severe disease. You are going to see breakthrough infections as we've seen now, even in boosted people. But for the very most part, they're mild or even asymptomatic. That's where we would like to be, is to have that where you don't have to get more and more always every six months with a booster. We may need to boost again. That's entirely conceivable. You see that? You see that they don't want to get to every six months, but it's entirely conceivable we we may need to boost again. I mean, we don't want to get to the point where we're doing it every six months, but we're five months in now. We're going into six. Um, so we, we may need to do it every six months, but we don't want to do it every six months. Did you catch all that? Yeah, we're going to do it every six months is basically what he's saying. The the phrasing he has there, it is a lie. Uh, with a sprinkle of truth. At first, when I first heard that video, I was thinking, um, you know, it's a it's a lie laced with truth. Uh, he did say some truths there. At least he said some truths. This time hearing it, I'm a little more cynical the second time round. And hearing it now, I'm going to, uh, I, I can see the vaccinated saying, um, you know, as to why you're not supposed to go and get a, a, a va- um, um, antibodies test after you've been vaccinated, you know, you, that you're told not to do that. Well, why is that? I mean, as as someone that's uh, uh, now termed an anti-vaxxer, um, I question that, right? Well, why wouldn't you go in and test that? That that should be it should show up that you have antibodies, right? If the vaccine's working, well, he just gave you a cover. He said that it doesn't show up in antibodies after a certain time, but we're hoping that the B and T cells uh, uh, learn something. Basically, um, that's their cover. We've kind of been saying that that, that's kind of the science. That's kind of a truth anyway, when it comes to vaccines and any other disease that you've had or or sickness. Um, When you gain immunity, you don't have antibodies flowing in you all the time against that. Uh, It's your B and T cells that learn it and then they attack it before the antibodies have to react. The antibodies are kind of like a last line of defense and the B and T cells are more of your frontline guys. So. It is science, 
But at the same time, now hearing it the second time, I'm cynical and that, that that's just a cover. I'm still trying to figure out why he's uh, why he's even speaking. You know what he was missing right there? Did you catch that? What was missing? The prayer candles were missing. The uh, the glazed plate yeah, he, was, he, uh, yeah. was was missing. The uh, the the uh, the paint the mural paintings of himself were missing. All of that was missing. How can you take a man like that seriously unless he has a lot of stuff around him? I mean, I for one, I I can't. I mean, I I have to have. In every room, on every wall, I've got to have an, a, a Dr. Fauci, you know, painting or picture or something just uh-huh. to, you know, yeah. praise the dear leader. You do. And and it's something you really, you have to wake up to it. I mean, just it like it's your inspiration to want to get out of bed yeah, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one uh, on my ceiling, you know, so when you wake up, the first thing you see when you're looking at the ceiling is uh, a picture of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> what a joker this guy is. Uh, we are out of time this uh, today. Um, so unfortunately, we are going to have to go. Uh, it's too bad because I wanted to get to um, I wanted to get to this clip here on the view. Do, you know what? Do you want to run over a little bit so we can get this clip here on the view? Yeah. All right. Why not? Yeah, let's right. do it. Yeah. New week. Why not? All right. Uh, this is uh, what uh, Sarah Sarah Haynes. I, I don't know who that is, but um, she was on the view talking to Whoopi Goldberg about Bill Maher. Uh, now, I've said in recent weeks that I don't agree on really anything with uh, with Bill Maher. I never have. Bill Maher has always been uh, traditionally, when I, I'm, I'm, and I mean that traditionally, he's always been on the from where I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, he's always been on the far left. But we have been uh, thrown into this uh, whatever um, this this uh, this uh, insanity world where Bill Maher is now. On the right, it seems like I don't believe that he is. I actually believe that he's actually to this point where we are now. I believe he's in the middle. He actually came out last week and said, and and he said, "I'm not interested in your booster. Tell me why I should even entertain taking one of these things if it doesn't do anything for me. And then I'm going to have to take another one after that. I'm not interested in that. If it doesn't protect me, well, then why am I taking it? You see, Bill Maher went out, got uh, I think he got doubled, uh, du- double jab, did the whole thing, and then he got COVID anyway. And then he said, well, why am I even taking it? That's a good question, Bill. Why are you? He's been making anti-mask jokes recently, Bill Maher has. And quite frankly, I mean, Bill Maher is a comedian. He, he does have a political talk show that he does on HBO, but he is a comedian. That's how he got his start, was a comedian. And he's a pretty funny comedian at that. I'll, I'll give him that. I still believe... And I've said this for years. I still believe, even back before we got to uh, to this insane place where we are now, I still believe that Bill Maher has a right to say what he says. I've always believed that. I, I still believe that he has he has every right to to say those types of things, even though I don't agree with them. It's still his right to say them. It's America, after all. We do have a right to say those things. Okay, so uh, this is uh, again. Who's Sarah Haynes? Did Did you look her up? Who is she? I did. She's like um, a journalist slash uh, host, uh, game show host. Um, she's also been on a correspondent for a, like ABC and whatnot. So she's she's been in this circle for a while. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um, this is um, uh, this is her uh, on uh, whatever uh, on the View, and then of course uh, Whoopi Goldberg t- uh, talking about uh, uh, Bill Maher there, and, and what should happen to him now that he has a stance uh, on uh, on masks and further COVID restrictions. Listen to this. So, just people on the fringe either who are who are you know speaking out like this. And over the weekend, Bill Maher made a case for people who are vaccinated, boosted, and have been following the rules since all of this started. Take a look. I don't want to live in your paranoid world anymore, your mask paranoid world. You know, you go out, it's silly now. You know, you have your mask, you have to have a card, you have to have a booster, they scan your head. 
right. Like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. I'm not bananas. You are. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids mm, to no. this vaccine or people who have lost family members or dear friends to this. It's, it's just, you know, listen, nobody on the planet really wants to go through this. This is not something we're doing because it's, you know, sexually gratifying. This is what we're doing to protect our families. And you don't have to do it, but stay away from everybody. Because if you're the one who's not paying attention and you're coughing and sneezing, you don't wanted to, then stay out of the public man this is not nobody wants this i don't want it and i think he's forgetting that people are still at risk who cannot get vaccinated people who can't get the little kids under the age of five yeah or people with health conditions how dare you be so flippant man they're, they're, still, like, people they're, gotta, they're over it like, yeah. they're like a relationship yeah. i'm over it i don't feel like don't seeing him anymore to the post mask part because i think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask the hand sanitation uh, hand sanitizing that kind of like 9-11 with flying is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, when at post 9-11, uh -huh. people didn't want to fly and the security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this? You know, and now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and never feel comfortable without a mask. And that's up to me to do that. Is Bill Maher, let's start with Bill Maher. And then we'll 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 just take that one at a time. Uh, let's start with Bill Maher. Is Bill Maher right? I believe what he said, and and I know he said it in like his usual comedic fashion, but I agree with what he said. And again, like I said in the beginning, far be it for me to ever agree with Bill Maher on anything, but he's right. This has turned into Looney Land. You know, I, I'm going out and and I I need my my mask, my cards, and scan my forehead, and you know I I don't I don't want to be part of your circus show anymore. I, I don't want to be part of this. So is Bill Maher right or is Bill Maher wrong? So I agree with the sentiment of Bill Maher. Uh, the, the joke that he said that he's not a pile of bananas, I still think he's a pile of bananas. Um, yeah, I do too. But <laughs> I, I happen to agree with him on this. The, the, we've talked about the Overton window. The Overton window has moved so far now that Bill Maher is right wing. That, that's did, did how you, far Did you catch gone. that? Did you did you catch that? Whoopi Goldberg was she started and she said all these people on the fringe out there, the fringe extremists, and she started talking about Bill Maher. Bill Maher's not a fringe extremist on the right, mm -mm. lady. Mm -mm. He's far from it. And in fact, um, that means if he's far fringe, if he's the crazy far fringe, that means she is so far out in left field. She's no longer in the ballpark. Uh, I, I know we're, we're, we're supposed to be above this and critiquing them, but that is another whale of a woman. I, I, I cannot, I, I could not see th past that. You had it, to go it, there, didn't you? On the COVID. I, did. Up on the I, I did. She was, well, she was talking about, um, some people are, are you know, immunocompromised and some people, um, she Granted. should get the vaccine. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, when, when you've let yourself go like that. Yeah, I, I just she, she didn't she didn't always look like that. She was, uh, and I, no. I don't know I don't know what's going on. I I don't know. That's not my business. But um, she uh, she back in the nineties. I mean, she was. I know her as I know her from uh, as Guinan from Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was her I biggest role as, every week. You know, yeah, yeah, it was her biggest TV so, role every week. Everybody saw her. Yeah. on TV every uh, whatever night it was, wherever you lived. But yeah, everybody saw that. Uh, in the uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, growing up, she was on TV every week in everybody's living room and yeah. uh, on that show. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, the well, she's been in other movies as well, but. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and she's it, a good actor. It, she, a she's big, a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She did very well. Actress. Yes. Sorry, actress. My, my mistake. Actress. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we're supposed to be gender inclusive uh, yeah. now. So inclusive, technically inclusive, actor yeah. would work, too, right. I guess. I don't know. Acting uh, person. Whatever. Acting person. Act- oh, that's right. Acting person. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We can't use actor or actress anymore. No, no. It's but right. I. Yeah. Acting person. I, I know I'm being I, I know I'm being petty on that, but I'm uh, there. There's a reason I'm pointing out that she's overweight now. It when you let yourself go like that, it's showing that it, it's it's like personal respect and care for yourself. It, it's kind of a it's a degradation of that, and it's just as it, I I have less of an inclination to listen to someone like that, um, and and take their opinions about well, you shouldn't X Y and Z. Well, look in the mirror. I mean, you don't go tell Bill Maher that he can't go out in public without a mask on when you can't even put the fork down. I mean, it, it, it's just I, I know it, it's it's it. But that's the that's the level of this. I mean, you don't have any self-control yourself. Why are you trying to critique someone else that is trying to, uh, you know, use their rights, their human rights? You know, it, 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 I don't know. Uh, it just it, it, it's frustrating. Uh, hearing hearing these these quote unquote elite the the ones that think they're better than you and they're guilty of the very same things that they're they're saying uh, you, you you're a hypocrite for whatever. Well, okay, let's let's look at from from the from the health standpoint. Then let's look at the final woman, Sarah Haynes. Let's look at her. She's not looking like an unhealthy person, uh, not at all. Yeah. And then she says, well, um, this is going to be like our new 9-11. These, uh, these masks are going to be here for a while. And I'm, I'm probably, uh, you know, we're never going to get rid of them. I'm probably never going to get on a, uh, a train or a subway or an airplane ever again without one. Where do we go with that? Because that is another aspect of this. This is why we said earlier that yeah. they're not going to let this go. The, the elites, they're yeah. not going to let this go. You can drop restrictions all you want, but they're not going to let this go. This is now going to stay. They're going to leverage this any way they can, because now now that you've let them do this, they're going to keep it. Uh, it's just like the, uh, the airport scanners. You know, we're still taking our shoes off in the airports because some uh, some guy was gotten on the plane by uh, by some feds back in the day that the shoe bomber was gotten onto the plane. We're still taking our shoes off because one guy did that. How many shoe bombs have they caught? Since that day, the answer is none. I'll, I'll save you the time. How many terrorists have they caught since 9/11? The answer is none. I'll save you the time again. So, every is it single, here to stay? Is it here to stay? That's the it, question. It every single thing with 9/11. You know, when they 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 do their independent uh, research, you know, testing the security and everything, it has a failure rate of 90 percent, maybe even higher. We don't know. They wouldn't give us an actual number. But when they were talking, it was over 90 percent failure rate that high. And yet we still have, and that is her first example. That is the first thing she goes to is something, a federal department that has a 90% failure rate. Uh, that, that department should be completely abolished just from that idea. If a state wants to have its own security system uh, for, for airports and whatnot, then the state is free to do it, but not the federal government. Or that, an airline. Uh, or airline. Yeah, or airline. But to, to go in and say, well, it, it's the new normal, just like 9-11. We should have never accepted 9-11 because it opened the door for, or excuse me, the the following security measures, Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, all of these things that came after 9-11. We should not have accepted those things because it was under the premise of security. Same thing with this. It's under the premise of health and security. 
and we should not accept it. We're going to lose our freedoms and you will not get them back. The only way you're going to get them back is if you completely purge government of all bureaucracy, of all the, the elected officials and everything, or through violence. Those are the two choices, unfortunately. And I would much rather we, we get it done through government and do it very peacefully and just use the systems we have in place. Don't let me stop you. You're on a roll. I, I, I don't have any like that. That's it's the same thing with the masks. It's the same thing with the, the, the COVID passports. It's the same thing with the vaccinations. You're not going to get rid of them until you resist, until you say no. This is here and no further. In fact, we're going to go back and we're going to go back to the normal that we had before this. In fact, we're going to go so far back to the normal that we had that we're going to go back to where uh, the only kind of, uh, you know, scandal that we had was uh, the, the, the president diddling an aide. That's it. Like, that's the level of scandal I want to go back to. No, 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 no. It is nothing no, else. No no, 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 Bruce. While all of that was going on in the streets of Europe over the weekend, do you know what the headline, the main headline out of the London Independent was? Let's hear it. A robot vacuum cleaner escaped a hotel in downtown London. <laughs> that's, the kind of the, the, that's the kind of headline the, you need to see. When you've got world changing events happening right in front of your uh, right in front of your doorstep, that's what needs to be talked about in the mainstream media. Is that right there? That's mm. a scandal. That is a scandal. That's the kind of scandal we need. So whoever mm. in, in whatever office is diddle and whoever, quite frankly, that is big news compared to a robotic escaping. a robotic vacuum uh, cleaner leaving a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh which, actually to I be think fair. I think we need to go further back on on your point there. I think we need to go further back. We need to go back to post World War II era of prosperity, yeah. and we, we've got to go back. That was the point right there. We have to start there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. To be fair, back when uh, the worst scandal was the president diddling the aide, that was actually uh, that was actually a cover for the nuclear deals they were selling uranium and whatnot. Um, uh, yeah. And starting the business deals to China. That was the other thing. Yeah. 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 That was going on while that was happening. Mm -hmm. And that just yeah. kind of flew under the radar. Mm -hmm. And it's led us to this point right here. Okay. We are going to have to go. We are really out of time this time. So uh, for anybody who would like to drop us a line, please do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. We would love to hear from you and get your feedback. Good, bad, ugly, all the rest of it. So uh, I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Of course, everyone have a fantastic evening. 